Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to... Should I whisper? Should I... <laughs> why, why are you whispering? <laughs> Welcome to episode 35 of Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport podcast. I'm being a little bit quiet. Because Why are you whispering? But where I'm are an... you? Got, you've got Nancy in the back of the shot. Where are you? I'm in an airport lounge, so I've got to be a little okay. bit respectful for my fellow... Uh, I'm, I'm off... Oh, oh Lufthansa. Very Lufthansa. good. Yeah, very good. I'm Free off... tickets, please, Lufthansa. Free <laughs> tickets all around. I'm, I'm off to Germany uh, with, Audi, with the RS3. But anyway, we're not here about that. We're here about the Formula One. Three big, in fact, four fairly big uh, motorsport events from last weekend. We got Formula One from Brazil, which was pretty epic. MotoGP from Spain. IMSA sports cars uh, from America. And then, of course, the race of remembrance from Anglesey, which was just mega. I can't wait to tell you more about that. But we have to kick off with the Formula One in Brazil. And what a weekend. Or what a, what a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I know. I'm, well, I mean, just never-ending, never-ending controversy with all the penalties going down and wing twisting and... And dirty words going backwards and forwards, Red Bull implying cheating. Oh, dear, oh, dear. And it ended up giving us the most fantastic Grand Prix. You know, it only takes two two guys to have a Grand Prix. And there's just so much of it. The sprint race, it's the sprint race. And I love them. I don't, I'm, I'm a purist, but, you know, we had qualifying on the Friday night, a race on a Saturday night, and a race on a Sunday night. So I think for, for Formula One, and it was a good sprint race, that one, adding to the fact that, you know, we had Lewis coming back to the field. Don't let you people wanting reverse grids use that as an argument. That was one person coming from the back. If you turn the whole grid upside down, no. And the, last time any, and the last time anybody ever did that was donkeys years ago as well. So it was, a, it was just an incredible... But, but I mean, the penalty, the, the Mercedes versus the FIA, I mean, that is really heating up. And apparently it's 0.2 of a millimetre. A 0.2, I mean, a millimetre is small, but it was 0.2 of, of a millimetre in one part of the week. Incredible. I mean, I would have thought there was room for some sort of uh, let-off, but... Um, They've got to draw the line somewhere. The line is there, and they have I know, the, the line, line is the line, I know, but it seemed, it seemed pretty harsh to put it at the back of the grid. They said it was a fault. I would have thought if they could show that the wing was broken by getting another wing and say, well, look, this is where it's broken. Because I think if things break... Uh, legitimate anyway anyway now, it was a real it was a penalty but it gave us the, the greatest grand prix we've had for a long time with it max just... I mean, we'll obviously go on to the the max moment but nobody's mentioned there was a max moment a classic max moment on the first corner because he pushed valtteri out wide and nobody seems to remember that one because yeah, of that's the race Val- valtteri who cares about that we but, <laughs> but he's done it to lewis twice in the first corner imola wasn't he pushed him first or second corner monza he pushed him wide. he, he Max is a, in an old-fashioned word, a bit of a dirty driver, and so it came to the clash, um, which I, I said, you know, to be honest, I'm fed up with these bloody penalties. They, they, they shot themselves in the foot. The FIA with back at the Austrian Grand Prix when I think it was Perez and someone else. There was a couple of pushing wides, and they gave the five-second penalties. But to my mind, I argued then that that. The old days, if you, if you try to go around the outside of someone, you know you're in trouble. If you take that on, you know you're likely to run out of road. So the old days, you used to sort of size that up because there's a wall there. So you thought, <laughs> I'm not going to stay around the outside here. So, so you backed out of it. Because now there's no walls. Um, and, you know, I sort of said afterwards, I said, no, let them race. I think I think we're all, I'm all fed up with the penalty because it would have ruined the race. If you had a five-second penalty, it would have ruined the whole race. But I've no doubt that Max turned him off the road. I mean, 
it's um, it's well, a dirty trick. But I so, think I think Max is that sort of driver at the moment. Well, if for me, he did. <clears throat> I agree, no doubt at all. I don't think anyone's any doubt. But I think what got it for me is that I think he purposely went to try and get some contact and try and, and take a bit of a chance because, of course, oh, you're going even further. Aren't you? I am going further. I'm being very contentious. Going You'll go back to Mon Monza part two. You mean he knew he was going to lose points if he let Lewis by, so he was going to try and stop Lewis at all costs, I including so. a crash. I, th I, th I think so, but that's oh, a bit of a gamble. Yes, a gamble. Feisty look, at look at Silverstone. You have a you have a clash with two cars, and one get comes off. Well, yeah, one's disintegrated. The other the other carries on and wins the race so you yeah. never know it's a risky strategy but you know it's a shame Valtteri didn't make I mean he did brilliant one of his best drives that sprint race but I think there's a problem at um at, um, inside, the, the outside is a quicker line into the corner away although they want to the inside you can't get the grip because there's less usage of the track so of course Valtteri got pounced on at the start of the Grand Prix I did like Lewis. Which is a um, shame. I, I did like, sorry, Toto when he uh, team orders when 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 it was a go back and forth and Max didn't get any penalty from the FIA. Uh, uh, Toto came on the radio and said, "Valtteri, get Max." <laughs> he said, "Go like, get him! Go, go get him!" <laughs> but it was amazing. Go I mean, they're making you know, such so, a fuss I'll, about the speeds. Sorry, yeah, they're making such a fuss about those speeds. Those old, old would... tracks really do give us uh, amazing yeah, races. I think we've got a proper old race that. track. Yeah. But um, the, the fuss everyone's making about the speeds on Twitter, you know, the anti-Lewis, they hate Lewis. So the people that hate Lewis, boy, <laughs> do they hate him. You know, all you Lewis wankers, they really go for it on Twitter. You love boys. I mean, it's it's massive in motorsport, I know, but it was only, like, I think, on their own. It was three miles an hour faster at the end of a straight. I've known many occasions where you take a wing back, you have a different aero, and the whole car shape, the two cars, is different. You've got the high-rake Red Bull, which is high-rake to me is, is, is a more draggy car. And, and Mercedes have always had this low-rake car, which I'm quite happy to believe with a fresh engine is three miles an hour faster at the end of a straight. So but slow so, around the corners. You so know, it's um, nothing to do with the cars. All of a sudden, they've got a resurgence and, and Mercedes no, are back on top. I think, well, obviously, Mercedes have played with ride heights. They, they change ride heights by 0.2 of a millimetre. They, they change the cars. And obviously, they've been on the back foot with, with Red Bull looking quicker. It looks like Red Bull improved. It's just about improving their cars from the circuits that they match. And, uh, you know, Max was quick in the middle section, um, which was why he was, on most laps, able to get onto the main straight outside of the DRS zone. So uh, that's why the tension was building, because Lewis could never get in within the one second before the main straight. Um, so it was a fast. I didn't think he was going to do it halfway through. I thought, oh, this is work. I thought Lewis's tyres would get worn out. He's he was always on it. Always. Oh, no. I was uh, supreme. I said, I said, uh, as soon as he got within, uh, well, as soon as he got in second place, he's going to, he's going to win this race. And uh, sure enough, yeah. my, my, I didn't like, I didn't like Valtteri catching up with that virtual safety. I think that's the rule that needs to change. I think the pit should be shut. Yeah. When you go to virtual safety, because that, you know, I'd be a bit pissed off if I was Perez that I was overtaken. You know, he had to do 40 miles an hour on the main straight and the same speed as Valtteri in the pit lane. So that was the only glitch that, I, that annoyed me as a racing enthusiast, that you could take advantage of those, those virtual safety cars, which were needed because the track was littered in carbon fibre. But that was a great... I mean, at the other, there were other drivers going on. We didn't really notice anything else apart from the battle <laughs> for the lead. Your Ferraris trailed in. The only cars not to get lapped, apart from the was, was the Ferraris. They stood such a shame they're not on the pace because we had the, them mixing in as well. And I don't know quite how the Ferrari going to get back on the pace. It's a two-horse race. It's it's yeah. They, uh -huh. 
the others are having their own fights, McLaren, uh, Ferrari, etc. Etc. But uh, it really is. No well, yeah, I know this. I was just looking at the points there because the, the commentators get all excited about the teams championship, which I never, I never give a toss about. To be honest, it's the most irrelevant thing to my life. It's just a drivers' championship for me. But uh, you know, there is this battle. The Mercedes are ahead in that one by eleven points from Red Bull. Uh, it looks like McLaren's dream of, of overtaking Ferrari to be third in the constructors. I don't want a phone call now, do I? Why do I want a phone call? Someone's picked it up. Um, um, yeah, it looks like McLaren's dream of taking third out of Ferrari, the teams, is fading. They're now 31 points behind. Um, they're having a bad time, aren't they, McLaren, at the moment, backing up and down the grid and knocked off noses and a cracked chassis for Ricardo. Yeah. There's big excitement amongst the team's championship because Alpine and to- Alpha Tori are now level on points in the battle for fifth. But uh, that but doesn't really get me excited. I'm just this driver's championship has come alive that's the main thing it's the it drivers tied excited, but it gets their money and and the smaller teams especially that why not oh, yeah 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 the difference between oh, yeah the, to the teams yeah to the teams it matters massively you know like the battle between you know williams and hat at the back you know so uh it just goes on and on but yeah the driver's title has come alive and that's what really matters so lewis hamilton the greatest of all time you've got you've got you've been summoned have you I don't know. I don't know. The phone request? <laughs> I turned the phone. I've turned the phone off. I've, I've interrupted the call. Um, trying to kill it. I killed it. Um, that was, that was, you were saying? This is Mrs. Nudel, the, the, the far better. That was the boss. Yeah, that was the boss. Half, yeah. Um, uh, what, 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 oh, so Lewis, the greatest of all time? Or what? Let's tell He's, he's well, yes, I'm, that's, I'm, I want you to win this. That's why I'm keen for him to win this extra title so he establishes more than Schumacher. And then he can retire, please, and go and change the world. And let's, uh, let's move on and let's uh, see the youngsters coming through. Let's see the Max versus um, George versus Lando versus Leclerc battle in the future. Can you see Talking about you... battles in the future, hot from the press today, auto car said Audi are buying... Uh, McLaren. Now you're with Audi, aren't you? On this little jolly trip you're having, can you ask yeah. a few press officers in the room? Is this true? Audi are buying McLaren, uh, which would put Audi as a shortcut into the Formula One grid by wow. having their, their engines. Wow. Anyway, so yes, but yeah, Lewis. I mean, Lewis. <laughs> there was one Twitter saying, "Oh, how hard is it to press a DRS button to overtake?" <laughs> but he had to get within a second. It's it's easy to press the button once you got within the second, and that's what Lewis was doing. He's hunting down to get into that DRS, and it was just I a fascinating how, battle. I don't, which, do I don't know how they do it. I mean, when it's a million miles how now. When, when fit they are. How fit are they? I mean, fit. Yeah, but it's, out hundred percent effort. It's and they're just, just the physical fitness, the, the, mental, the mental fitness, and how they they all yeah. the they got. It's like a it's like a air, mini airplane <laughs> on their steering wheel. All these different modes and buttons. It's just phenomenal, really, incredible. Anyway, a cracking Grand Prix. Yes, Max put him off deliberately, but no, there shouldn't be penalties. We've got to move on a bit. And let some racing happen. So Lewis, right. needs, Lewis needs to win the next three races to get. He doesn't need to. You're going to need to again. He doesn't need to win them all. <laughs> would like to. He would like to. <laughs> and all his fans would like him to. Good stuff. Of course, the next race at this awful bloody track, though, Qatar. Um, Qatar. I mean, the worst track. But it's just, <laughs> it's just a never-ending series of corners. But there's no spectator facilities unless they brought them in. Then one blinding long straight where the only grandstand is for, for motorbikes. I don't want to add any grandstands. They put the DRS on that great big long straight. But the chances of staying within a second around 20 stupid fiddly corners so you can get into the DRS, I think, is going to be very difficult. So. 
it could be a horrible trade of one line cars and um so it's gonna it's got if it's that type of circuit surely it's got to be red bull's advantage well unless the straight, straight line speed is if you can get half a second and get on pole and then you know lead i think it's gonna be very much a first corner lead it's gonna be vitally important um but no it's a dull awful track it's one of those tracks for halfway around and you suddenly walk into the room you don't know what corner they go around <laughs> which leads me to valencia moto gp which is exactly the same a horrible circuit saw the the last round of moto gp last weekend just never-ending corners and one straight past the pits. And as I said, if you, if you come in halfway down like a close-up, you don't know which corner they're in. Um, Moto3 was the best race again. Another fantastic race. They always are. Brilliant stuff, Pedro Costa, yeah. a little Spanish world champion that we all love. And his first pole position, surprisingly, the whole year. Hadn't been on pole position. Wow. Home Grand Prix, celebrating his uh, title on pole in the mix, leading more laps than the others, onto the last lap, fabulous frantic dice, but having taken the lead, got, got taken out. I mean, I, apparently um, Foggia got penalised, but I think it was a fairly normal racing incident in Moto3. So poor old Acosta was on his bottom. <laughs> Instead of celebrating with another win at home, he ended up nursing some bruises across the grass. Yeah. Which did have a it gave a, a win to Xavier Artigas, another Spanish boy who's never won Young. before. So at least it gave someone else a chance to top the podium. And our only Brit, John McPhee, down in 12th, not the best weekends. Moto 2 saw the Australian Remy Gardner, son of um, the Thingy Gardner, um, just come home in 10th place, Wayne Gardner, of course. Uh, he only had to finish to the top 14, I think. So he came in 10th to Wayne Gardner to claim the Moto 2 title. His only challenger, Raul Fernandez, won that. Another win for Spain. It's the Spanish kids are so good. They just start so young and they race all weekend. Our uh, Brit, Sam Lowe, 7th. Not so good for him. Jake Dixon, 16th. Um, MotoGP, good racing, but uh, another win for Francesco Bagnaia. That's four out of the last six races on the wow. Ducati. And if he, hadn't, if he hadn't fallen off in well, the Italian, that Italian circuit when he was leading, he could well have challenged uh, Cotteraro for the title. But uh, he's obviously a hot shot for next year. But of course, the whole weekend in Spain was actually, forget the racing, all about the love of race for Valentino Rossi. And there was yeah. tears everywhere and photo opportunities. And <laughs> I'm just delighted he's got to that last race and retired before falling on his bottom too many times. Um, and we'll see him in cars. I think we'll see him in GT racing and he's going to be managing Moto. We won't, we won't see the last of the wonderful character that Valentino is, but it was a, a tearful wave goodbye from everyone. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I saw lots of Susie Perry stuff, her pictures, and <laughs> yes. it's really good. She loved it. Seriously, probably went through two boxes of three boxes, ten boxes of <laughs> tissues over the weekend with her lovely <laughs> Valentino. It's perfect timing that Acosta can come on through now as her new little... Uh, yeah, yeah. Because we yeah. hope she's going to be there for a lot longer because she's brilliant <laughs> on the grid as well. Um, now, what else is going on? America? Was, um... Yeah, back over to America, the last one, the WeatherTech Insta. We obviously don't talk about it enough. It's a fabulous sports car series, which is going to grow in credibility because now the Le Mans regulations combining with the I mean, IMSA regulations we're going to get more and more manufacturers in so we're going to be hearing more about the IMSA sports cars in the future and their last round of the year's tradition is Petit Le Mans the 10 hours around the fabulous Road Atlanta circuit another mighty American track with very little runoff lots of undulation lots of variety of corners a real driver's track and the title wasn't decided until the last lap of the 10-hour wow. race. Wow. When, um, it was uh, Ricky Taylor, the two Taylor brothers, Ricky Taylor and his Acura, who had, they'd been leading the championship by a couple of points. I think we dive-bombed Felipe 
Nazar, the Cadillac, uh, on the last lap, going into the famous chicane at the end of the straight, bounced across the grass, bounced across the gravel, came out the other side, <laughs> but lost second place again to Nazar, who, who took the title along with his Brazilian co-driver, Pipo Durrani. So amazing drama. The Brazilians came up on top. And they were actually helped by Mike Conway. And, you know, Mike Conway, yeah. I love about sports cars. He'd just come from taking his crown in the World Championship in Bahrain in a Toyota, and there he is over in America helping out the Cadillac boys to win their, their, their championship. So brilliant. Good to see Mike Conway out there. And of British drivers as well, the race was run out right by um, Oliver Jarvis and Harry Tickner. We mentioned them quite often. I think they got up to second in the championships actually by um, coming winning that race. The last race, sadly, for Mazda. Um, they're pulling out one of few, but all the other manufacturers are coming in. Mazda, with a big reputation in, in sports cars, is actually dropping out at the moment. But they were helped by the American Jonathan Bomar. Bomarito. But um, yeah, it's a great racing out there. It's, it's, it's fueled as usual in America by lots of pace cars, lots of safety cars, which bunches everywhere back up again. Uh, but we're getting used to that, I think, in all forms of motorsport because we, you know, we have to make sure safety comes first. Is, but yeah, it's the temperature racing. And of course, it ends in the dark as well out of America. It's a 10 hour race that ends in the dark. I was just going to ask that. How which is, you know all about. Yes, a bit of night racing. They did the race of remembrance over the weekend, which was just absolutely fantastic. It was a, uh, it was an incredible event. It's for Mission Motorsport. They're a charity that uh, help um, ex-service people that have been injured in the active duty. Um, and uh, it was just, it was, it was amazing. I was so pleased. Caterham, Caterham put a car in, so we had a, a little team. Um, and uh, it was, it, it, the team essentially was uh, three of us. It was a massive occasion. I looked at the results. Yeah, but it was shame. You all got beat. All UK trims got beaten. We have to take credit. Rob Boston Racing with their Lotus Elise S2. It was just so much 384 fun. laps of Anglesey in the 12 hours of <laughs> racing. Followed and chased home by four K trim 720s, in which you sadly were the third of the four, meaning you were fourth again and not got your podium. Do you know, will it ever happen, Paul? I don't June, Paul Woodman is well, ever going to ever come in my team. Podium. Don't ever come in my team. <laughs> Well, it was so how much of, driving? There's four of you in your team. Yeah, well, it, it, it never works. You always think you're going to split it equally, but it never works that way because uh, safety cars and, and uh, longer stints and whatever. But um, it was it was fairly equal in the end. But um, we all did a, a little bit at night. Um, and we, Who was in your squad then? Who was so in your three, team? Three from the academy. Fred Chiddix, who, uh, who narrowly missed out on the championship. Uh, Joe from Paddle Up. So uh, it was. We were a team paddle up car, really. Uh, love cars and, and paddle up, and uh, and then we had somebody from Mission Motor Sports called Danny Holland. And Danny is he's he's like a little whippet. He's so quick. Uh, he was really good as well. Um, it was just solid. All of us. I, I mean, I say we all kept it on the black stuff. I had one little slight off onto the mud on, on water. yeah only in the dark it was nobody else what joe joe pretty joe's kept famous it. for ending a yeah. race with rubber marks and no joe kept, <laughs> we, all, we all kept on the we all kept we all did what we should have done and we were all up there with the, with the time. your refueling didn't work you lost five mm. laps this is the trouble because your refueling system didn't work and how many did we miss the podium from five laps so we would have been right yeah. up amongst it so uh so the re refueling you have to use special jugs tough jugs all you know uh, proper race environment as you can imagine and ours oh it was <laughs> most embarrassing together we had 10 days to prepare for this we had 10 days to get ready for this and we didn't have any time to do fuel stops we tried some um whilst we're up there practicing and we thought crikey this is a bit slow because you have a four minute uh, pit stop window 
minimum four minutes. So all the other teams are there, they're emptying in 45 seconds, dumping their 25 litres, and then they're waiting, they're counting their driver down. The driver's sitting there relaxing, and they're counting the driver down, saying, okay, you got a minute. It's a minimum time. It's the minimum time. For the minimum time. What's the minimum time? Four minutes is the minimum time. Four minutes. You have to stop for four minutes anyway. How long long did it take you to get your fuel in? 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so, but you solved the problem later in the race. You found a new way of getting did. the fuel in. We we because everybody was sort of uh, maximising the rules as much as they could, which everyone's entitled to do that. Lots of people had LSDs on their car, for example, lighter flywheels. We just had a box standard two seventy. So again, we were still up there, even though we had a box standard car. But our team manager, who is Trevor Trevor Chidick, Fred's father, just as a you know, did it as a favour. He sort of thought outside the box, logical thinking, said, can we use the fuel pump within Anglesey circuit to fill up? And everyone was sort of scratching their head saying, well, it doesn't say anywhere you can't. So we were coming out of the pits into the fuel station within Anglesey, filling up on the pump. And we were just about four and a half minutes doing that. So if we won and lost it within that first fuel stop, we would have been... Sadly, we would have been great very, experience. So you enjoyed a, your time. In a phenomenal experience. And you've got, all for a good you've got to do it next. What, about, 54, about 55 cars on the grid? Yeah, well, the traffic jam me, must have been big. Don't give me any of this. Uh, it's too cold, too wet, too far. You're coming next year. You know, the biggest respect is for all the, all the C1 drivers because there was lots of different classes. There were uh, lots of C1s, minis. Morgans, uh, Lotuses, all sorts of stuff. But the C1 drivers, you're going past them in a cage from 120 miles an hour along the, you know, the, the top straight. And they're doing maybe 70, 75. And you are literally, oh, it's hair raising, especially in the nighttime. You just, oh, it all happens very quickly. But it was a phenomenal experience. Can't wait for next year. Already spoke you to you. had a dry weekend, which is the change. That's the worst thing. If it rains up there and you're in a cage from you would have got soaked. So you had a dry, the whole race was dry. We it's it there was little scatters of uh, rain, but um, but but we none of us got wet at all, and I think that's the key is that November North Wales to get a dry weekend was that's probably why we enjoyed it so much. But um, next year you're definitely there. We, we're having a team love car, so uh, we'll, we'll make sure you're there as well. That's it. So uh, we got three. Well, weeks well done. Well done. Thank you. It was it was very good. Well done to the guys as well. Well, well, well done to everybody. Anglesey, Mission Motorsport, Race of Remembrance, uh, and of course all the marshals who are flipping brilliant as well. So uh, amazing event. Next week, Qatar. No, is it next week? Or yeah, week? Qatar. Yeah, this, this weekend. Yeah, they're off, yeah. off to this horrendous circuit. <laughs> I don't know how it's because of course none nobody's raced there. They've all been simulating. They've been around their simulators. Um, so yeah, let's let's see that kick off. Give, but I'm very worried about the. Never, never ending turn. Whoever gets into turn one first will win. Give me your Tiff Nadell prediction. Lewis is going to win again. He's got the momentum. This is okay. it now. We're going forwards. Um, World Rally Championship comes to ends at Mons, and we still got this hope that Elfred Evans, who had lost the championship <laughs> in this Mons around a year ago when he was leading and he had problems. He had it off, didn't he? In the snow, snow and ice and stuff. Um, he's still got an outside chance. Well, not, it's not a big outside chance. If he wins. And wins the power stage, which gives you an extra five points. OJ would have to finish third at least to uh, to to but still he's, he's take still the title. So, he's got a fight. Yeah, yeah, power. yeah. But if 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 OJ wins, it means that seventeen out of the last eighteen World Rally Championships have been won by a man called Sebastian from France. <laughs> because of course, Sebastian Loeb 
Lone won nine times. If Auger wins, this will be his eighth time. And only Ottanak, who, who won it last year with the Finn, only Ottanak from two years ago, I mean, was, was has broken this run of Sebastian Frenchman. Oi, um, so you. good on Elfin. Let's have a Welshman winning, you, breaking you, the monopoly. I'm supposed to be the stat man in this call, not you. I'm supposed to give the stats. You've You're up. breaking up. You've moved forwards and you break up. Okay, on that note then, see you next week. <laughs> British Rally Championship, Ulster as well. Don't forget that one. Matt Good. Edwards versus Ocean Price. So British Rally Championship concludes in the Ulster. So there's plenty of rallying going on. Have a nice flight, Paul. Thank you. <laughs>